On this episode of The Real Dirt, we have Bryson James from Heavy 16. Join us as we talk about cutting-edge grow technologies, Heavy 16 application, and the absolute best single way to use their products and grow. On The Real Dirt... We're back again. This is Chip with The Real Dirt, and today I've got Bryson James from Heavy 16. What's up, guys? What's up, Chip? How you doing? Oh, man, doing good, dude. I, uh, You know, most people don't bring an entourage. I'm, I'm impressed. You guys brought a joint roller with you today. Yeah. <laughs> Try to come prepared. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. You guys just got in on a plane, huh? We did. Yeah. Flew in. Do a little uh, Father's Day. Down at the beach, mm-hmm. California. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. But it's it's it's. You have a hoodie on. You said it was cold there. Yeah, I know it's cold in this uh, studio. Oh yeah, well, keep it chilling. We we keep it cold, man. <laughs> it's because we fire it up so much it gets hot in here. <laughs> so you guys, heavy sixteen. We've been doing uh, a really great business with you guys for a number of years at Cultivate Colorado. You've become uh, really one of the uh, premier boutique nutrient strains, right? In in initially in our shop, then all over Colorado and California, right? Uh, congratulations, guys! Yeah, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, most most people don't make it this far, right? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, what is what is heavy sixteen? Yeah, can can you tell me that? Absolutely, uh, it's just all the best, you know, Dutch style, the A and B, mixed with all the best American soil science. So it's a it's a real hybrid, uh, all purpose, you know, all media. There's just a few ways you can manipulate it and. Uh, use it on everything so well james i like james description of it professional <laughs> grade liquid fertilizer yeah yeah right right you're you're out selling it all day bryce over here is making it it's a different story right it's a different pitch for sure right <laughs> <laughs> tell me how it all started tell me how this happened well let's see i mean how far do you want to go back here I want that light bulb moment i want the moment when you're like man i should make my own nutrients Probably when I was a kid, maybe about six or seven years old, my dad, he was a directional oil driller and um, traveled all over the world. But that that business was absolutely fucked, you know, the oil business and all. And uh, he actually had a lot of times when he was unemployed. So to keep his head up and, you know, the headspace there, he was always a, a real uh, amateur horticulturist. So the house, the backyard was always immaculate. There was always hanging baskets and the lawn was beautiful. And uh, he had a rose garden. So we'd always kind of go out of our way uh, to go get this special fertilizer from a place that was more of like a boutique garden center. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, yeah. It was the Rogers Garden uh, Rose Food. Okay. So so Rogers Gardens is a, uh, like if anybody knows from Southern California, you know, they're, they're like the place you go and they just have, you know, all the setups, all the, the actual landscape designs, you know, they'll do all kinds of good stuff there. Uh, ornamental 
type things and landscape services and whatnot. So and they got the good rose food. They got the good rose food, the pink stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that, looking back. Now I was just talking about this the other day, and uh, now I look back and I'm like, "Yep, that was the moment when I realized that there was there were better options, you know, than the standard stuff at the time." We, we all know those ones. Right. Yeah. So uh, moving forward from there, even when I was about a teenager, um, got a copy of this magazine called The Growing Edge. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, you remember that one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like hydroponic trade publication. Totally. Totally. From Tom Alexander. Yeah, that was the editor? Yeah, yeah. 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 He also did Sensimilia Tips. Ah, you remember that one? No. And that was, it got shut down during Operation Green Merchant in 1989. Huh. But uh, it was one of the first like uh, real ganja growing magazines, not like High Times at all. Huh. But uh, yeah, Northern California, some place it came out of. Uh, what a trip. Yeah, I didn't yeah, even totally, know that. Because totally. I always thought that he had they to were. Switch. He got shut down, but he yeah. was still in the industry. So he was like, okay, well. Fucking strawberries yeah. and tomatoes then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I uh, got a copy of that uh, when I was about 15 years old, and it just blew my mind. was out, had so much PVC and <laughs> trills and all kinds of yeah. bullshit out on the backyard. And yeah, that was a great do-it-yourself magazine. It's not around anymore, is it? No, so. no, not that I know of. Um, so yeah, that for sure. Started growing everything, you know, every vegetable, of course, had a, a secret one secret crop mm-hmm. in the backyard always but uh your your um <clears throat> legal strawberry crop in the backyard yeah yeah prize ones prize strawberries. yeah prize winners yeah kind of went from there and the first you know idea the fascination was in the the fertilizer the fertility and how you could uh you know grow plants with water and it was just the you know the gh standard there was only two hydroponic shops in southern california Oh, wow, that big discount hydro and be before those guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which wow. is crazy. Yeah. Wow. I thought they'd been around forever. So... <laughs> right. They were for a while, I guess. Yeah. Went out to the Valley, San Fernando Valley and, uh, got some fertilizer and came back immediately started, you know, I busted out my, um, ruler and started making little spreadsheets, you know, when I was a teenager and writing them down on the wall and breaking all down the elements and dosage rates and how it switched and, you know, the real fascination with the, um, the actual science of it all. So, uh, and then when it was time to go to college, it was, you know, wanting to be a farmer. It was a real easy decision at that point and wanting to get into hydroponic. You know, I originally went to college wanting to be a greenhouse vegetable grower. So that was the goal you know, set forth and then getting to college and just, you know, opening your mind from there, seeing all the different stuff, you know, meeting all the, all the different people that came from farms and had some, uh, you know, parallel thoughts and, and whatnot and got out of school. And then, you know, that's when started blending, started, um, you know, running a couple of different farms throughout California. And then I, I actually, uh, did quite a bit of work on, uh, you know, tomato crops. We did a pretty awesome aquaponic system, and that was a that was a nightmare at first. Yeah. But got it honed in and made some realizations about that. 
some time in Napa Valley. I've worked at big transplant nurseries, you know, for uh, like commodity type crops, like broccoli and cauliflower and lettuce and, and all that. And, you know, you name it. So every single experience has always been um, obviously in the, the fertility, the actual agronomy of it all. Uh, most, most people in the ag industry aren't growing quote unquote hydro. Yeah, the gist was um, you got to justify the cost right. of the greenhouse and the system and all that stuff. So Land and water is kind of cheap, rag. Yeah, yeah. So right. you could never really compete with, with outdoor stuff. But uh, Yeah, don't hand any to the producer over there. He's the only one that has to stay straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, Bryce, I said brief history. Um, uh, let's, 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 get... <laughs> you needed some material, man. I gave you plenty of material. Yeah. No, no, no perfect, 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 perfect. So, uh, you, you just, you decided to, so you decided you wanted to, uh, make your own nutrient. Yeah. Right. Yeah. After a while it was, um, you know, it was really out of necessity, obviously. I always kind of made my own stuff at a certain point. And then uh, had a, a few friends that were asking me to make some stuff, you know, started showing me all the marketing. And then that's when I, I saw what was going on, you know, with some of the other companies that are out there and, you know, knew I could do better. Knew, I knew I mm. had my, <laughs> my mentors, my, my science, you know, approach to uh -huh. actual, you know, plant health and doing it the right way. And uh, that's how it all kind of began with heavy. That's awesome, man. I, I said yeah. a similar thing when I started uh, making soil years ago is I could do better. Yeah. Right. I saw what was happening. And I was like, I can do better than this. Totally. Right. Oh, dreams, dreams. Well, hey, I think that's a good good time to take a break. Let's take a break for a second. This is Chip with Real Dirt. I got Bryce and James from Heavy 16. Holy shit, it's that easy. All you have to do is sign up for my seminar on soil and nutrition, and you will stop losing money. As a matter of fact, you'll make money, which is even better than losing money. Understanding proper soil and soil nutrition is key to plant health and consistent happy crops and harvests. Join us in Denver on July 15th as Chip Baker, that's me, your host, teaches you everything you need to know about soil. We'll analyze all major soil brands. Also, guest speaker John Piccarelli will teach us everything we need to know about nutrition and its interaction with soil. That's right. Join us. Download the application at therealdirt.com. I hope to see you there. Ah, and we're back. Chip with The Real Dirt. I got Bryce and James from Heavy 16. If you want to download this episode, check it out on iTunes at The Real Dirt Podcast, or you can look us up on therealdirt.com and uh, download this and other episodes. So uh, as the as the giggles kicked in from the weed, we were talking about something, weren't we? That brief history. Brief, brief yeah. history. Oh, brief that history. very brief history. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, what year did, did, uh, did Heavy actually start? It's debatable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When did you have your first bottled product out? Uh, 
I'd say about 2010, 2009, right around then. Uh, had my first bottles out then. And that was just, you know, we started with just bass. Mm-hmm. So A and B. And um, that was how I was able to make the punch by showing people that, you know, at that time and, and even to this day, you know, everybody just wants to make additives yeah, and sell those things as an add-on because they, they consider bass to be a commodity, you know, like a bass is a bass. Yeah, totally. I've heard that, you know, more than... Yeah, I've always amount. thought it was a... Uh, a an, and and James, you might be able to talk about this a little bit. It's a, it's an easy like sales technique to get someone onto your line. This is how all my employees talk about it. It's like, oh, you get them onto a supplement of some product, and then they like, oh, that worked pretty good. I'll try some more stuff. I'll try some more stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you, we you hear that type of thing all the time. Definitely right? focus on one bottle all the time. Right. Yeah. Wanted to make it so that people realize that was the case. <laughs> That that was all they needed, you know, right? to grow a really good crop. And then we started just getting people to take their normal regimen and swap out their base with ours, you know, and they would see a significant gain just right. with that. So, And and is that base still the same today? Yeah. So I got to know what makes a difference. It's, uh, it's really a lot of like microbial complexion that we like to always, you know, People that have heard us give the spiel know that, you know, we kind of keep it that way and um, having everything available beyond, you know, uh, pH fluctuations and stuff like that. And then the cascading delivery, which is, you know, having multiple forms of stuff in the solution that are also, they're complexed, they're neutralized and uh, plant friendly. And then they have that that slow, medium, quick release aspect to it, especially on the calcium. So diversity of food. Diversity of food, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a superior blend. And then having multiple obvious uh, inputs. So the uh, forms of calcium, which are, you know, the acetate and gluconate with the nitrate and chloride, we get this real good spread, you know, with the the availability and then obviously all the micronutrients we kind of you know double and and triple them up and that's what really makes a lot of things pop oh yeah our, totally. our good micronutrients which is you know counterintuitive but it's like the icing on the cake you know right right yeah. my grandma said it's the grains that give you energy <laughs> right but that's what it is is the micronutrients <laughs> absolutely right? yeah it just puts a whole other layer of you know, actual phenotype and like cell thickness, you know, actual plant vigor, rigidity, and, um, you know, being able to ride out stresses, stuff like that. So, uh, heavy, heavy 16 is a high grade product. It is not inexpensive. And, uh, man, I got people that buy it by the five gallons all day long. Yeah. Sometimes I have problems keeping fire. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have problems keeping fire, you know, uh, uh, at hand. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, people love this product. Uh, the price does, it, there's, there's definitely proof in the pudding. Right. Right. Um, and the, the base is actually just as a, just affordable as everything else really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's right, right. in line. 
Right. And on, and I guess the other stuff is too, but, uh, it is on the higher, higher side of the stuff we sell Oh yeah, in our store, man. You got to break it down to dilution rates and, uh, it's actually pretty comparable. Oh, right. Right. Well, man, you know, the, the proof's in the pudding, like, you know, people wouldn't buy it. Exactly. Right. If they wouldn't pay, I mean, it's, it's the five gallon fire is expensive, man. It's like 1600 bucks or something, isn't it? With the discount. It goes a long way. With the discount. <laughs> <a> lot, totally. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it here for, if you want a discount on heavy 16 nutrients, come to Cultivate Colorado, 666 Bucktail. <laughs> <laughs> How many times you said that? Oh, that's the first time actually I've ever said that. <laughs> I'm the last guy that wants to give a discount. Come on, or give a sale. <laughs> right. But no, I mean, I got all kinds of customers. I got all kinds of needs for sure. Right. And uh, it, it's, it doesn't have to just be the cheapest quality, the cheapest product. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We kind of go into it by saying that, you know, you're killing multiple birds with one stone, in essence. Oh, right. You know, it's all the, the multi-use. It's the dilution rate. It's also um, basically being able to use it as a foliar spray and then also being able to use it intermittently. You know, it's a real real good tool in that sense. And then it, it's a true professional bloom stimulant because of the the way that each strain reacts to it differently. So it's... You know, we kind of put a little bit of a, not a burden, but, you know, it's up to the grower to figure it out. Are are, are you saying you're, for your supplements, you use a foiler spray? Foiler spray? Is that what you're saying? What yeah. Are you saying? Yeah, foliar spray. All right. Is uh, basically being able to administer all that material with only using a, a, a few gallons, you know, or mm -hmm. a few quarts of material. So you're, you're using so much less, but you're getting the value, you know, in the transmission through the leaf tissue. It's a very efficient way. It's the, you know, obviously the most efficient way to administer nutrition to plants, but by, by spraying a mist of nutrients over yeah. plants. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, I, uh, I try to be as simple as possible. Right. Cause there's, there's, you know, there's all types of people that listen to the show. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and people all over the world too. Right. Oh yeah. You know, so foiler spraying is how, how in commercial agriculture, like a lot of nutrients are delivered, <laughs> right? That's what they talk about. And they just like go through the fields or the greenhouses and just spray nutrient. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? It's not quite delivered like how the- Along with other things. But... Like uh, on, on how our <laughs> grower community, how they deliver it. We usually are like feeding it heavily directly to the plant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We always like to tell everybody that's all about getting as much nutrition into the plant that you can possibly do. So if it's coming in at both angles, you know, you have obviously the, uh, the soil, soil solution taken care of. And then if you can spray in a methodical way, the other thing you have to remember is that it's like that farmer in the field, you know, they're, they're always towing multiple implements behind their tractor because they only want to go through the field one time. Right. You know, so in a real like layman way, you get all the benefits with one pass of the of the sprayer mm -hmm. so yeah with the roots and the and the fire mixed in with the foliar it's a complete nutrient at that point so all the mpk and all the micronutrients so it really backs things up so is this uh, is this information on the bottle or, or yeah a little bit a little bit yeah right. possibly in, you right. know in some different words but 
Okay. Yeah. You got? Do you have a specific special recipe? Yeah. Yes, it's on the feed card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we get that up there. The, got the main feed card uh, on the back side of it. It's got the whole recipe on the corner of it. It's got a smaller recipe. 30 mils of uh, foliar, one mil of roots, one mil of fire from uh, second week of veg through mid flower. Okay. Oh, awesome. Well, well, we'll get that up on the on the on the real dirt website. I uh I just finished some some new information. So it's, you know, going to the the website editor so expect some like really good oh, information awesome, awesome. Know, coming up real soon so yeah and it'll be all that application and and just kind of like what i'm talking about right now mm-hmm. with the passes but yeah yeah information is the key there's so much magic in our industry and yeah. you know uh i still talk to people who who think that uh cannabis grows in a certain period of days and they don't even understand that it's photosensitive and flowers under darkness, you know, and I mean, wow, most people will tell you it flowers under light, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. But the education in the whole thing's poor because mostly it's been like conversations like somebody has in their basement, like we're having right now, right, on how to grow weed. Yeah. I mean, when we were talking about history and like what got me started, that was the eye opener is when I looked at it and I was reading shit and I'm like, that's wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like this dick that thinks he's some, you know, right. professional. And With the internet now, like so many people can just like yammer, 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 right? And, you know, they like, I don't even know how these people, these trolls do this, right? How they get people to actually listen to them. It's like, <laughs> dude, these guys are like energy vampires or something. They're able to like reach out, you know, <laughs> tap into people and be like, come to me. <laughs> right i'm on this probiotics facebook group right and it's uh it's people you know interested in organic and probiotic forming farming technologies and there was this huge debate about dry farming on it and yeah. they're like these couple people who obviously never had any agricultural experience whatsoever they just kept like you know like chipping away at, at people Right, really? just like starting this huge argument. That's right? the worst. Yeah, just uh, for, just for fun. Why though? Uh, you know what I mean? They, they, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I started this huge argument on this Facebook group. <laughs> right. Inciting a, a Facebook right. Oh man, you can never guess what I did today. <laughs> Set at home and started three arguments. <laughs> Uh, ambition. Yeah, totally. So, uh, hey, I think it's uh, it's time to have a little ambition. Let's take another break. This is Chip with Real Dirt. I'm here with Bryce and James. These episodes of The Real Dirt are sponsored by Denver Normal. Denver Normal is an organization that advocates the right for every marijuana consumer in the Mile High City, while also creating long-lasting partnerships with local businesses that share our values a deep love for the community, the cannabis plant, and the commitment to educate our audience. And we're back. This is The Real Dirt. I'm here with James and Bryce from Heavy 16. You can download this episode at therealdirt.com or on iTunes, The Real Dirt Podcast. So you guys got one of the coolest jobs ever, right? People all over the our industry envy you. You get to travel the country and 
see all these grows and I'll talk to all these growers about your product and and uh, how the, their plants grow. Right? Is it is it as exciting and glamorous as you make it out to be? It's definitely a double-edged sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's every day is a great day. There's a lot of the red time, a lot of hours, a lot of long days. It's rewarding. Yeah. It is. It's like living the dream. It's uh, seriously very you know tons of benefits, tons of great people. James, at one point you were traveling all over. You you slowed down a little bit. Um. A little more directed, more so than broad country, but oh, right, uh, right. not so much. I don't right. know how to slow down. <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> you won't do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You know, as soon as I slow down and, like, clear my plate a little bit, start, like, getting all these ideas on how I can fill up my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> Your ideas. <laughs> right. Like, oh, yeah. All that free time. Yeah, all that free time. Yeah, yeah no, it's just, you know, um, it's how it goes. Up and down the West Coast? Predominantly. I try to right. stay on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I get out here in Michigan. Uh, you know, I've got uh, an entire sales team now, so right, they're helping take care of the, the rest of the country. And how how many people are on the sales team now? Uh, there's four, I think. Oh, uh, awesome! And you uh, are all over the country. Are you, do you guys are you self distributed? Still, still, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Uh, spare time does help us out. Mm-hmm. So spare time is no, great model, doing, man. Been doing a great job for us on the West Coast. Direct ma- manufacturer direct to the stores. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We always wanted it to stay that way. Right. Yeah. yeah I've dealt with all the distributors. They're they have they they're great in in many aspects. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, you have to pay them basically to to work for you. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. It's the it's the continuity with mm-hmm. the customer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, that's what we all like, but it's hey, hard, man. It is hard, you yeah. know. Uh, uh, with before I sold Royal Gold, I'd have people come up to me and, and chat with me, and I'd realize like now that I have distributors that distribute it all, I have no idea who my customer is. Yeah, right. And and it's hard, you know. Legitimately, they want to separate you from the customer, right? And that is their job, right? And that's how they get paid. They transport it, but uh. Yeah, you don't get to know the customer the same way. That's yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, no, the service is there. You know, the direct contact with everybody. So, what's some of the exciting grow technology you guys have seen lately? Probably the uh, what's that Grodin Rockwell? Oh, the Unislab. The actual sensor they're selling. Oh, the, oh yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, I kind of like that thing. Yeah, what's it called? I believe it's called the Grow Sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're. Uh, um, yeah, I've been trying to get my hands on one of those. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. nothing better than knowing exactly, exactly. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes me. You know, just be able to push the line with some growers, right? You know, because that's that's kind of the idea behind it, is that the car that we put out is for the whole United States, from right. you know professional growers to like you know mom pop Mm -hmm. growing you know some vegetables or something or maybe not 
<laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you, you know, everybody's got a dream. Yeah. You, you guys are all over the country. And what you mean by that is like water, temperature, humidity, oh, pressure affects all of this stuff. And you have to make... Right, something that works everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. good people have a feed card that's very broad for all types of feeds. Right. You know, right. heavy feeds, yeah. light feeds, different phenos, different genetics. They all want to be fed differently. You can dial them in, but we have to put out a feed card. Right, right. So, what are, what are some of the common mistakes? You, what do you hear, people? What, what's do you have a number <clears throat> one thing? Irrigation frequency, <laughs> or like. That's yeah, water frequency, yeah, radiation frequency, totally. Well, and I mean, you could talk about this, but uh, different media types, mm-hmm. you know, rates of actual transpiration and dryness, and you know, you're talking about VPD and all these other things that are going on. And do you guys got somebody that answers the phone for these type of problems? Yeah, we all, we all do it as a team. Everybody does it. Just yeah. whoever's next on the phone, right? We divide it up so that everybody's like. It's more well, based on territory, so you get somebody local to you. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so uh, somebody, I call up. I'm like having, something's going on with my plants. I call up. I get one of you guys on the phone, right? I get I get my joint roller over here. <laughs> so right, much more. Right, <laughs> so much more. And then, yeah, he just opens the door with rolling joints. And then all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> One-handed. Right, uh, a technique I have not mastered got a knock somehow um so one of you guys answers the phone you know uh and i tell you my problem like is it like it's the same problem over and over again and then what is it right like, the same they ask the same question right oh yeah oh right what is it probably burning you know that they're just not watering enough oh right but like you know they're they're getting the concept totally wrong right they think you know? their plants are are yellowing and they think that they're burning or there's a nutrient lockout. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about here? Or vice versa. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like kind of mi- misdiagnosing stuff. Right. Because, oh, well, maybe <laughs> it's always the CalMag question. I was going to say CalMag or, or, or people messing with their pH. CalMag on, okay. On it, you know? Okay. So this was but the it makes same three questions <laughs> I'd get at Royal Gold. Because I'd answer the phone for years. It was always me. Right, I wanted to know what problems people were having, yeah. and it's always like my plants are yellow, so I flushed them and they got worse. Right, right, <laughs> right. How much cow mag do I put in it? Right, yeah. Uh, uh, I've got nutrient lockout. What do I do? Right, and it's almost it almost always feed the plants. Have you fed the plants? Would you feed the plants? Mm-hmm. Right, feed the plants. Yeah, are you using a cow mag <laughs> supplement? Mm-hmm. At where are you? At a cow mag supplement. Yeah, you know, it depends on where you are. It's like five to ten, you know, milli, milliliters throughout the country, mm-hmm. right? You know, when I was talking to people on the phone for that, right? It still probably is. You guys, you guys have cal, calcium supplement. Calcium's in, uh, you know, the part A, and right. then the foliar spray is our CalMag. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, just for the record, CalMag works, mm-hmm. but it has nitrogen. That comes along with it yeah absolutely so you know you just you just don't want to be adding well that's why that's that's why it works it's because like yeah you know people were like oh scared to feed the plants and you're like well just add a little bit of cow mag 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, because it, 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 it's just like you get the nitrogen, the calcium, and the magnesium, you know, right, and right. the plants turn green, and immediately they're like, oh, okay, everything's fine again. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, same same questions. Interesting. Interesting. So that's not, that's just, that's grower. That's what that's the grower. That's got to be industry-wide. That's just industry-wide, yeah. I bet, grower. I'm going to start asking my other people in the industry, what's our most common <laughs> common question? Should I, yeah, you need to put that on the Pictionary board. Let's talk about the products, directly about the products. Let, let, let me hear, let me hear the, like, the, the pitch. I don't know anything about Heavy 16. What is it? Professional grade nutrient. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a very short, simple lineup at the end of the day of, uh, you know, low salt index mixed with organics you know like he packaged up into the whole no pHing calcium's already there you don't need the air stone in the reservoir you literally follow the Betty Crocker recipe on the back of the card and your mom can do this stuff oh, that's a great that's a great pitch oh, sum me up <laughs> I'm ready I'm ready yeah that's the first time I've heard him say it actually right. I'm usually the one that's always saying that shit do you uh, alright alright so uh I'm a flood and drain grower. Can I use the, the recipe on the back? Is there a flood and drain recipe? Works wonderfully in flood right, and drain. For recirculating systems? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Hold Very on. stable pH. It'll say, well, like I said, no air stones. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. No air stones. All right, here, here, let me try it again. Well, hey, I grow in just cocoa. Can I grow in cocoa with your product? All day long. All right. All right. I don't need a special nutrient. You don't have a special cocoa line? Same A and B, same formula. Oh, wow. Hold on. Let me get a good one. I go on I go on ProMix and I don't like the water. Can I use your product? Please do. <laughs> that was a good one. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I only use drip irrigation. Can I use your product? You can. Oh wow, man! I'm just not stumping you at all. I have uh, I have really bad water because I live in the uh, mountains of Colorado. Pre-titration. Uh, that's what we always preach. Yep. Uh, water filter. Water filter, adjust the pH before you get it close to neutral before you mix heavy. All right. All right. Wow. Well, ding, ding. You guys win, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have another customer. Um, <laughs> right. So this works in everything. Rocks, rocks and pots, rock wool, soil, cocoa, arrow, flood and drain. Like you can use same formulas. You mean there's some adjustments right. based on your system, but same formula, same bottles. Because you you guys literally get to see people do everything with your product, mm -hmm. right? You got you got you got arrow growers probably in the desert, and arrow growers on the coast, even like that extreme. I would bet, right? Uh, you got soil growers. Is it mostly soil growers, soilless? It really varies on region. Yeah. It is. It's a right. mix. And, and and one hour from the next on the road can be completely different. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, it, it's a, what do you think it is here in Colorado? It's it's soilless. Soilless. Right. Right. Uh, cocoa fiber, <clears throat> pro mix. Right. Totally. Yeah. Uh, it used to, when I first got here, it was all pots and rocks. Right. Just flood and drain, you know, hydrogen. Right. Yeah, pots and rocks, right? Yeah, right. It's the easiest way to grow ever, man. You're like, oh, you plant your plant up, you turn your time around for six times a day. <laughs> right. Seriously, right? Keeps it simple. Yeah. yeah, that went away though quickly. What about 
California, that's your major market. Is what what do, what do pe- medium people use there? Full L- mix. Yeah, LA is mostly rock wool. You go, you know, NorCal Humboldt. There's tons of soil. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of soil. Tons of soil. There's getting more soil down south. Right. For yeah. sure. Hmm. Yeah, rock wool's so uh, light and labor efficient. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, clean. Yeah. Right. It's clean. Right. You know. Um, I mean, I make soil, so of course I prefer cocoa yeah, fiber based yeah. products. <laughs> but like we sell tons, literally tons and tons of rock wool every single week. Right. And so, like, oh, okay, there's something to this. This stuff absolutely works. Right. And it does, man. There's some of the nicest gardens I see are rock wool gardens. And I used to bag on them all the time back when I was a vegan heady. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just molten volcanic rock, Chip. It is. It is. It is. It is. I was just being snobby at the time. <laughs> my, my eyes weren't like as wide as they are now, but they're wide, man. I get to see so many different people do it differently. Yeah. Right. And there's like so many different ways, man. It's, That's you know, the there's no one way. Yeah. There's no one way. It's totally like, you know, we, we, there's definitely lots of egos in the growing community. But like, uh, man, I got no ego over it. I want to see the best way now. See so many different ways. Yeah. Right. It's it's beautiful, really, man. Just that this one plant can like grow in ten different ways, twenty different ways. Where bell peppers, they grow up four ways commercially. Right. Tomatoes, right? They grow just a handful of ways. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what are you guys doing here in Colorado? Do we talk We're about coming that? out to visit some farms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You guys do direct grower support we do right it's yeah. more than just visit visit some farms uh you go in and you chat with people about like either using your product or how to use your product oh yeah i mean right. basically taking the time to just go over all the the hallmarks of mm-hmm. the line and uh show them how easy it is to use and how you know we're able to teach them a lot about their crop i always like to go in and you know, do a little visual, kind of check things out. And then these are, these are all size farms, right? Yeah. Right. Small farms, big farms. Yeah. Gardens. What's a small farm these days? Yeah. It depends on where you're at, I guess. What state you're talking about? (laughs) Hey, hey, where are we? This is one of my favorite conversations. So we're in Colorado. What's a small farm here? What? Like a 60 light, 40 light, 60 light. That's usually. Right. You know? Right. Right pretty boutique these right. days and, you know? and 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 uh, big farm here big farms like at least 400 if not you know 1600 lights yeah totally yeah totally it's pretty big i think our biggest customers 15 at one spot's 1500 lights yeah right they claim to have a million lights under cultivation well that's yeah right yeah. seen some really awesome shit out here though Man, so like people like have been able to put like tip. money into it here and like invest in time where like in, in other parts of the country, it was so like, oh, am I going to get regulated or not? Are they going to come smash on my shit and take it or not? And people were able to like, you know, invest in it. Yeah. Right. So am I allowed to talk about other farms in Colorado? Oh, yeah. Talk about whatever you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? We the, service uh, all sides of the industry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, kind love. When they first opened, remember mm-hmm. that place mm-hmm. with that water system and yeah. the, the rooms. That was the first time I saw, you know, like really clean 
oh, right. install, you know, with the uh, oh, sweet. carbon that dioxide a... detectors and, you know, anti-asphyxiation stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, is all code. But um, rolling yeah. tables, HVAC, yeah. the HVAC's incredible here. Yeah, man. They are on that shit. Dude. That is like... In wintertime, you go into a room and it's 74 degrees. Yeah. Right. I'm like, this is perfect. Right. <laughs> it's, you know, it's hard to get the humidity up here. Right. In the wintertime, it just drops so much. Do you deal with any air handling companies? You know, uh, not, not directly. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're part of the other side of the business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't, never really thought about that, but they're, uh, yeah, they're the commercial side for sure, construction side. Mm-hmm. So we never see them. Right? Yeah. Like they're... I'll get a phone call sometimes like, hey, can I have a light plan for this building? Or, you know, uh-huh. how many how many lights do you think this place can hold or something like that? Right. Yeah. What about California? What's the, what's the farm range there now? Well, if they're, you know, doing it the way I think you should do it is you, you have a mix of everything. Like I see a lot of guys doing, you know, they have their outdoor, they have their indoor. Indoor, outdoor, light up greenhouse. Their, yeah, their oh, yeah, greenhouse. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of 96-footers, greenhouses full, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, however much With lights. mixed light, they call it now. <clears throat> yeah. Keep on developing terms for the, for the community. Yeah. Uh, mixed light, that's, a, that's the newest one. Yeah, there's nice. there's half a million square foot farms out there now. Yeah, no shit, dude. No shit, man. It's a. Uh, I mean, there's th- th- that's just greenhouse, but there's big indoor over there too. People are building big indoor right now too, man. Yeah, I got a customer who's talking about two hundred thousand square feet of of indoor. Yeah, right in Sacramento area. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Totally, like, it's real. You know, it's that Dutch style mm-hmm. of horticulture. Mm-hmm. You know, coming to the. United States and throughout the world now, but you know, what do you mean Dutch style? Just fully controlled environment. Ag. Okay. You know, everything that I was seeing when I was younger, was, all the best shit always came out of Holland. Yeah. Still, know? yeah, totally still does. So, um, I know we should take a, uh, we should take a, a, a greenhouse tour over there. Yeah. It'd be a nice trip. I'll go on that one with you. Yeah, totally. Well, we should organize. I think that'd be a great industry organized trip right there. Greenhouse tour of Holland <laughs> on bikes. September. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. I've, I've, I know I've, this I've guy. I've seen some stuff James over there, dude. Here. I've seen some incredible shit, dude. Fucking years ago, you know, you walk through like doors upon <clears throat> doors upon doors upon doors of greenhouses, greenhouses, just you know, uh, just potted plants, potted plants, potted plants, cut flowers, just so much, and then like you walk into one that's all weed. <laughs> like right in the center and i was like wow these guys are getting away with this shit <laughs> and they they absolutely were yeah when you fly over it you know fly over amsterdam you see that huge you know hundreds of acres of lit greenhouse mm-hmm. right yeah my favorite like just you know remember the dutch tulip mm-hmm. what do they call it mania tulip mania oh sure okay you know what okay. i mean i think that's when it all clicked <laughs> over there Mm. about how you know they could make a market through you know plant material Mm -hmm. yeah and so when you have a bidding going on Mm -hmm. with the cost of the actual item you're growing 
you tend to throw a lot of engineering and technology at it, you know, to squeeze every, every amount of profit you can get out of it. So, um, so the Dutch, Dutch have been making good technology, but, uh, I mean, the, 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 the U S product has been far superior to that. What do you guys sure. think that is? It's breeding nutrients environment. And then just, uh, Maybe not being... I think people like to be more stoned here. Yeah. <laughs> They're involved. <laughs> right. Totally vested. Right. <laughs> right. Climate's a lot different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our, our ability to grow is a lot different out here. Yeah. 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 And, you know, uh, Humboldt and all that, just the environments... The different phenos you get, the you know, yeah, some stuff does well one place, doesn't so well at another place. Yeah, Absolutely. I think we have a lot more diversity of of uh, weather. Obviously, oh, yeah. totally. You know, light levels and the like. Coastal seasons. Northern California, Southern Oregon, Washington—that's all like Dutch type climate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like, I mean, I would say for thirty years, like the best cannabis in the world's come from up there. Yeah. Right, and and it, it it's only recently changed the past ten years. Right, then it's spread throughout the rest of the country, like that. It's just heady up there, man. Yeah, heady, bro. Totally. <laughs> hey, it is like the only place you can like stop into any convenience store and get almond milk and uh, a, a tofu, locally made tofu, <laughs> at the convenience store. Some mate, absolutely. Yeah, don't forget the mate. Absolutely, we, brewed, we got brewed mate. Yeah, and 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 kombucha on tap in the back. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I love it there, man. I mean, that's me. You know, it's totally me. I um, love uh, organic amendments. You know, mm-hmm. just diversity on top of the whole line. You know, sometimes you see guys because you know you're asking me what sets it aside, and right. I think it's just these little kind of like bats around with the nutrient. And then giving it a little bit more of your own diversity, so to speak. Right. You know? So I always encourage guys to find something they really like that's natural. Like, you know, a composted material. So if it's totally. guanos or frass or, you know, even something you have from your house or, or whatnot. Right. Go ahead and brew that and apply that, you know, every week. Yeah, compost teas are really inexpensive and easy to do. Mm-hmm. People can fuck up on them too, but like you keep it simple keep everything clean they're like one of the cheapest like supplements you could ever give your plants yeah right and best quality man you just take some earthworm castings and bubble it in a five gallon bucket like you don't have to do anything other than that and like your plants just sing and how much they love it (laughs) when you give it to them well yeah yeah it's fucking nuts dude especially with the soil though you know yeah absolutely with soil you get those in there you get that residual and uh you just kind of start building that diversity over the you know couple of months or you know however long you're going the longer the more you want to do that so right that's what keeps any any problems from really happening with the water chemistry the actual soil solution chemistry mm-hmm. so just a good so so you guys practice. said you have 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 biological components in your nutrients so does does it end up generating any biofilm on your reservoir or or is is that something i need to be concerned about no that's not really the concern 
but I could tell you that that's why, you know, we told people to take air stones out because you're just, you know, you're carburating it and mm -hmm. it goes off and then it runs out of steam. Right. Know, and you're left with the, you know, the scum that's over, but, um, that's with anything. That's mm -hmm. with any, you know, real, uh, people love stuff. those, uh, uh, bubblers. Yeah. yeah. They have, I sell like 10 different types of bubbling stones. <laughs> right? nice. love, people love it. I love it too. Like, you know, yeah. let's see all the bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are big bubbles. Those are small bubbles. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just got a, um, what is it? O2 tube. Mm -hmm. But that's direct injected oxygen mm. into the actual, you know, the nutrient or the water. Mm hmm. So between that and, you know, hydrolysis. So I'm starting to see these guys with these, you know, the little oxygen O2 generators. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just a, a little electrode pad. And you plug it into the wall and it makes hydrogen and oxygen gas, you know. But you can get the dissolved oxygen up to like, you know, 30, 40% in oh. some of those. And they say they last, you know, for a long time. But that's all relevant to the amount of you know, organic, uh, material that's in the water. Mm -hmm. So plus the, the biology. So we always like to just mix and apply, you know, the best, the best brewing environment is in the soil. It's in the as soil mm -hmm. solution, melding to that temperature, that, that larger mass that it is with all the pores and the, you know, uh, subsequent surface area. And it just, you know, is the proper environment, not in the reservoir. Right. But if you can pump it with the oxygen right before irrigation, that's going to be your best practice. Right. Well, yeah. there we go. That's a great tip. We're going to break from there. Hey, this is Chip with The Real Dirt. I'm here with Bryce and James and Heavy 16. I got to get incredible thanks out to Denver Normal. They're an organization that advocates for the rights of every marijuana consumer in the Mile High City while also creating long-lasting partnerships with local businesses that share our value. Thanks, Denver Normal. It takes people like you to really make the change. All right, we are firing it up with Real Dirt. Bryce and James, Heavy 16. And uh, I am going to ask the question. What's the best way to do it? I know there's a thousand ways to do it, all of, and there's merits to them all. But if somebody came to you and said, what's the best way to do it and use your product, but get the highest quality, highest yield, how do I do it? Well, you run the basically the program the way it is on the card, but with different variables. You can, uh, you know, really, you can do additive drops. You can clutch the additives a little bit. The, when I say that, I mean the fire and the prime. Um, you know, we want you to just always have something in the water, you know, but maybe every seven to 10 days, we do uh, like an additive tea inoculating flush type, uh, you know, real all purpose, uh, you know, tea flush, everything incorporated. So it's the prime, the roots, and the finish together and then you would add your compost you know of choice and a uh, biological product is what we always recommend and and, and, so, what, and what type of a uh, medium 
are we talking about here? This would be in any medium, but... Uh, any soilless medium? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Rock wool? Not rock wool. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, I would do this in rock wool. Co compost and rock wool? Yeah. Awesome. As a drench. Like, yeah, like to, on the top? Yeah. Or, or like a tea? Well, like a tea. Oh, okay. Just okay. you're, you're okay. flushing. Okay. You know, you really want to... Um, kind of what we were talking about earlier today, I was talking to Brandon about it, actually. Um, it's continuity of your media. Mm -hmm. So you, you sometimes if you're using like a soil or a cocoa or something, you end up, you end up doing better, you know, with the, uh, yeah. Cause the soil buffers it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But like a little bit of compaction is a good thing, right? you right. know, cause you want to make sure that there's, you know, cohesion between those. Yeah. And, uh, the, well, man, I'll tell you, I've, I've, you know, uh, cocoa grower for years, cocoa importer manufacturer love cocoa uh, as soon as we started mixing compost in with the cocoa the root systems exploded yeah, yeah. right and you know the the forest humus and the compost we'd make up there like you'd see the difference right yeah and, and i'm not easily swayed on technology and for years i was like cocoa 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 small containers cocoa drip you know this whole technique right but uh yeah, man. Compost, biological life, that changed it right there. Yeah. It would be that recipe, the tea recipe in between, you know, obviously the foliar spray, but then, you know, you can really kind of kick up your, your EC in, inside of the container, inside of the media. So that's where I, you know, when I say on that feed card, I mean, that's for everybody. That's, that's the, the standard bulletproof program what would high a high ec be it's kind of the high ec would be in, you know anything over you mean like what what works or yeah, what's totally. just killing the plants no what works totally what works is yeah. like you know two and a half to three mm -hmm. on that's, the that's, EC. that's hard for people to swallow when they yeah yeah that, right i know right <laughs> I, it's a little heavy me out, man right but uh, no, I've done thousands of nutrient tests on soil. I, I know it, of course, right? Like, right. Yeah, I mean, you're you're killing it when you're at two point eight EC in your media, right? That was the other question we'd get at Royal Gold is, you know, about the runoff. Yeah. Right. right. Well, that's you where know, all the runoff's over a thousand, <laughs> and the plants are yellowing out. You know, <laughs> it, it's a common one with us as well. But, you know, especially because we told everybody not to watch their parts per million so much. Yeah, right. When they run our entire line. Yeah, that was that was another part of that uh, switch, was just giving the milliliters per gallon, you know, the mm -hmm. actual dosage, because there's there's things in the product that doesn't have a charge, so it's not going to read on a meter. Right. So right, right. it has the the equivalent fertilizer in there, mm -hmm. but it's uh, you know it's not necessarily available quite yet, or you know mm -hmm. it, it is a true organic you know neutralized product. So, um, letting that EC rise over time, but more aggressively, if you are a professional guy, if you're, you know, looking at it and you, um, you know, are really involved, you want to log it obviously. So, you know, the next time and the next time, you know, how much you clicked it up and, and what you were getting so that you can really kind of hone in the recipe, but it's, uh, it's salting it out a little bit you know, to the point where you're getting a little bit of a water potential stress, which is what we always try to create uh, through 
just concentration in the water. That's your osmotic stress already, where this is more of like a, a little bit of a drought stress. So are you getting like tip burn or curl when this happens? Yeah, you want to, you know, obviously if you go over the mark, you're going to get some severe, but like, you know, a little bit of curling. That's obviously the time that we like to push the clutch in and, and we'll add that, you know, inoculating tea flush that we do. And that's a, that's a real good way to balance it, but then not, you're not completely just washing it out and washing all the good stuff away. Totally. You're keeping a little pressure on the plant too. Right, right, right. Yeah. You're actually adding biological life to help digest stuff that's already in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And all the while, foliar spraying. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll spray the crop. So you guys spray in flower? Yeah, we spray. supplements in flower? It's a mid-flower. Yeah, we go mid-flower mm-hmm. is a pretty safe bet for mm-hmm. everybody, you know. And um, we'll spray. And then I also tell everybody if you have a little leftover, you spray the tops of the media too. Because that will actually right. help cut down fungus gnats and, you know, oh, yeah, totally. other things that can accumulate on, on the top of the soil. Uh, the natural surfaction of the foliar so uh it doesn't matter what lights i got yes how, 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 it does yeah you want to dim like double-ended double bulbs. Ended. yeah, yeah. It, it, just it to be is on the, the safe side te- it is the leading technology yeah right 100 it's going to be Absolutely. you know it's twice the amount of radiation right from the uh the hertz rate right there so doesn't matter what container size. No, and that's another there, thing there, too. There, there, you don't, don't you guys don't either. have like an exact like water frequency that's best for you? Uh, you mean timing? Yeah, you know, like I'll no. tell I'll tell people like, oh, if you, if you know, five gallons or three gallons or seven gallons, depending on what they're they're into. Okay, right. You mean a media pot size? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the power is in the liquids. It's yeah. all there. That's your soil. That's your you know nutrient content smaller pots you have to water a lot more frequently because the benefit of of soil is is nutrient you know holding but also water holding so besides providing the structure it's the water holding capacity and that is when you know lots of soil is good yeah totally is when you're trying to go for you know holding a lot of water having like a reservoir because you might not be able to get to the plants you know for a couple of days at a time and obviously if you're growing big trees so right um so you you wanted to ask me what like watering you know irrigation what you basically recommend to your customers i tell people they need to like dry it out like water it and dry it out yeah until uh, they have uh the most ideal situation is when they can water it every day but the plants have to drink the water for that to happen yeah, there's everybody's got their technique or the thing that they're pushed into, right? But like the best case scenario is you water the plant and it takes like four days to dry out, yeah. right? Yeah. And you water it the next time and it takes three days to dry out, yeah, right? And then it's two days and then it's like that might hang on for a second and then you can water it every day, right? Like, you know, however you do it to have that happen, like that's the best watering scenario and i know man watering every day is a pain in the ass you know automatic irrigation solves that problem man no matter what you do you got to let it dry out like i mean if you got small small containers it's real easy to do right uh the bigger containers it's a little hard to do at the beginning 
right? And there's all kinds of techniques. People just give a little bit of water, a little bit of water, like seven gallons. That's one of the predominant pot size we sell. I see people using, right? People get like three and four ounces off a seven gallon plant, right? Some people get like eight and 10. Uh, uh, but like when you put a plant in that, like you have to have a well-established plant. You can't just put in a small plant to a seven-gallon pot. Yeah. Right, or else, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or else people have this watering issue. That was, that's horticulture 101. Yeah, totally. That's the first lesson in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Is, uh, <laughs> you know, can't put a seedling in a, in a seven-gallon mm-hmm. pot. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's actually pulling it out of, out of the plant. Yeah. You can't yeah. ever water it again. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's why graduation is, is the key. Mm-hmm. So going from the, you know, <laughs> I've been seeing a lot more solo cups these days. God, dude, please. <laughs> oh my God. I've been trying to address this issue. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop it. Stop using solo cups. Think about it. Every time you bump the table, oh, what happens? All those fucking solo cups fall over. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the whole thing. Right? Like, oh, you, know, you know why people do this, right? DJ Short. DJ Short's book. He promotes solo cup usage. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Last time I saw solo cups getting promoted, it was from a... 300 pound dude in Anza. Oh man, I mean, I, was, I, he, I the, one of the best dispensaries that I go to here uses solo cups to veg their plants. Yeah. Right? Like, I, and I can't. They're modular. God, dude, they're, they're not. They're all purpose. They're not, though. Like, <laughs> the, I just uh, want a pot. They, they're cheap. They throw them away. <laughs> like, I got a, I got a cheap pot. Just chilling, cheap cloning. pot. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. The story is he wasn't actually using it for, uh, growing plants. Oh. He figured oh. out, he figured out the spread between the purchase price and the recycled price was an exploitable market mm. and, uh, started making the spread. He was <laughs> buying out red solo cups, like at Smart and Final and shit all throughout Southern California. Like every place he could go in, he was like, how many solo cups do you have in the back? I'll take them all. Uh, can I have them all? <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey, man, everybody's got their game. You got to play it. That was a sweet one. He uh, was like, shh, don't tell anybody. God, But please. I recycle fucking <laughs> solo you, cups. Yeah. You, you should feel bad about yourself if you're growing with solo cups. You uh, really should. <laughs> you should feel bad about yourself. I mean, it's kind of like changing your own oil and then pouring the oil out into the driveway. It is. It's a really similar thing. Or yeah. like seal murder, like baby seal murder. It's similar to that. It's crying shame. Right, right, right. If somebody uses a solo cup, it's akin to like... Some, some people got to start somewhere though, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you use what you can get your hands on. That's a man. Sometimes these if guys you've are got, just If you've parties. got like, if, you've, if you're doing $10 million in revenue and you've got a thousand solo cups with your clones in it, come on. Yeah. Right. And hey, that, if that you're. guy's not starting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that guy's right. been doing it yeah, for a minute. Yeah, right, 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 right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> hey, I get it. You got to start somewhere. And, uh, you know, the, the first step up. The first step up is buying a propagation tray. 
Yeah. And some, yeah. you know, three inch rock wool cubes or three inch pots. Yeah. That's, are you going to do any of those compressed? The, the, the cocoa compressed stuff? Yeah. No, man, I'm, 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 I'm not, man. I'm going to, I'm just sticking to soil. Yeah. Right. Just, uh, uh, soil, just, just soil, three soilless mediums, mm-hmm. you know, uh, no organic inputs really just micronutrients. So package perfect. Right. I won't have, that was all one of my biggest complaints was always like, bugs and compost and like earthworm castings right so i'm like yeah. oh well if i just get rid of all that stuff and then just sell people compost and earthworm castings too when they want it right right that's always the best practice because it it gets the grower thinking correctly with additions because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sometimes you know i've seen people you know with soil the first you know initial spark the seedling fertilizer you have in there you know, once it runs out, there might not yeah. be putting Anything additions else, in, right. you know, so. Yeah, no, it's hard, man. It really is. And uh, it is, it it's better for the customer to add the organic inputs as they see fit because it's their recipe, right? Mm-hmm. And they're easy recipes to get, but you also get this like known amount and known quality. And when like I mix the potting soil and it goes into a package, and then go sit someplace, go someplace, sit someplace, go someplace. It might be 90 days, gets in the store, and then they start selling off the bags. And maybe it's a small store. And who knows how old it is by the time you get it. Right. Right. And this way, like, you can buy, like, you know, a, 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 a nert medium with just micronutrient in it and then add everything. And it's fresh and it works like it's supposed to. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's just it's just reality of it. You buy fresh bed, and you're like bread, and you're like, oh fuck, great! <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna be a fat ass eating this every day. Right? <laughs> right? The what? The energy's in the in the grain. Yeah, energy's in the grain. Yeah, <laughs> I think I heard that one sometime. So, man, what's a what's what's the future for our, for our industry? What's the future for for heavy sixteen? Yeah, I think. I don't know. I, I just always talk about the wine business and stuff like that. And, you know, it parallels it quite a bit. And, and I like that, you know, cause it's showing people that they can be family farmers again, mm-hmm. you know, and actually have yeah, something totally. that's like a great prestigious type business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like living on a vineyard somewhere, same thing. It and then is. now, I mean, every, I mean, why not mix the two? So, Absolutely. you know, all the cool shit, like, yeah. all these cool farms going up that they have vineyards and they got lots of weed and stuff. I mean, that's, that's the life. Yeah. It's great stuff. Sounds great, dude. Tell me up. I don't get, I don't need some of that. Yeah. Right. That's what I see. That's coming. Yeah. That's coming. Keep our heads down stay focused, stay on path and uh, just ride the wave as the laws in this country change. Yeah. Get tubular, bro. I can't, can't get too, uh, too, <laughs> pinpointed on a plan the everything up yeah. in the air as it is yeah now man I'm, i feel excited about the political environment one is it's hard to stop it now how are you gonna stop that shit right now right like i'm not tempting fate or anything but like there's just like so many states that are like involved with it at this point that have like brought it through like their their whole electoral process or brought it through the legislative process 
like all kinds of ways. It's not just, you know, a snafu, right? Or like, a, oh, I gotcha, right? <laughs> That's what everybody said about California for a minute. Like, oh, voter initiative. They've got a bunch of stoners in there on a poor Democratic vote, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, but that's, but now it's been, you know, through legislation, through propositions, through hell in California, it ended up being government mandate. Governor said, you got to do it, right? The governor said, you have to do it. So, like, <laughs> I, I feel really good about it. I know there's, like, uh, there's, there's movement in the marketplace, for sure. Uh, we, we're... <clears throat> It's a tighter marketplace now. Uh, people's business plans three or four years ago were based on $3,200 pounds, and now they're 1600 bucks. There's fluctuation in the marketplace. But California's already seen that, right? They saw it like, you know, 2010 or something. It priced like bottomed, bottomed out, 2010, 2011. And it's come back from that. Like, the... the just California is just this huge market, right? And I know people keep talking about that. Oh, it's just huge market, but it really is. It's 40 million people and millions and millions and millions and millions of tourists, right? And what a better dream than go to California and smoke <clears throat> weed on the beach. Fifth largest economy. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just like, it's just this powerhouse, man. And like, you, then you got like, you know, Portland and, and, uh, and Seattle is other, like these prime destination spots. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. There's, there's something going on, man. I think it's just kind of really started. It's changing for all of us. We see it all change, right? It's yeah. not, it's not as easy to sell product as it used to be. It's not as easy to turn people as it used to be. Like now people have like standard operating procedures. So it's like, oh, well, I'm already using this stuff and it's already written up. And, you know, like I'd have to get new, you know, MSDS sheets or, you know, new fire hazard protocol. All right. Of it. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's harder, but. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where the, you know, the professionalism comes into play. Right. You know, being able to have all that ready to go. Well, you, you guys are in the hardest market, though, in the country. California is 100% the hardest market in the country. Even yeah. though it's so big, it's a it's a discriminating customer that's there, right? Like, people got their relationships. They've been in business for a while. There's, like, one way to do it. The growers got one way to do it. They do it their way, this way, and it's hard to tell people any different, right? Yeah, very much so. Right? But, but, you did a lot of pavement pounding. Back uh, with Royal Gold. Oh, you? yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, That's, I'm, I'm preaching from experience. Yeah, dude. you know. Right? Like, yeah. California is a rough market. Yeah. Right? I, uh, dude, like, LA was one of the hardest markets for us to get into. Really? Yeah, totally, totally. Because it, it's, man, everybody's tight down there. It's tight. You got to, like, be in before you're, like, selling shit. Well, isn't everybody <laughs> selling, like, Ocean Forest for un. Uh, yeah advertisable prices and Un, stuff unadvertisable prices that goes on here too though. that was like that's the forever yeah. war yeah totally yeah yeah co2 tanks too <laughs> oh god i know i think we're i think we're down to 650 six dollars and fifty cents a tank i think that's what they go for if you got like if you're buying a bunch or something wow 
Right. Yeah, yeah. six fucking fifty. I think I started off at twenty four dollars. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, twenty four dollars. I don't I we might not make any money on it. It's I think it's like <laughs> oh fuck, that's the price. Okay, so we're selling them for that. Right. Maybe maybe that's the sale price or something, but yeah, soil, same thing. Soil's cheap. Right. You guys see it all over. This is this is one of the more inexpensive markets. <clears throat> Right. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. You see that? Right. I think there's definitely some fluctuation in pricing is going to happen in, with, with us. Right. Like, uh, well, with our industry, <clears throat> you know, the distributors, that whole relationship's going to change somehow. It's already changing. Right. Uh, there's, there's not as much like uh, manufacturer, distributor, retailer, end user anymore. Those lines are all like muddled, yeah. right? <laughs> right? And like, oh, it's it's that's because the car industry, like, they're having the same problem with Tesla, right? Because it's direct to consumer, right? And and they're like, no, 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 distribution, car lots, big car lots, small car lots, right? There's an order here. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. All that shit's gonna break for sure with us anyway. I don't know how we're going to affect by it, but yeah, I mean, we always uh, keep riding that wave. Students <laughs> economics, you know, mm. you just yeah. see things. Yeah, totally, dude. I tell people <laughs> that all the time. You know, I had this awesome job when I was in college, working for Broad River Outpost. Michael Moody was my uh, boss. I think he hired me because because I had better weed than anybody at the time. So he was like, "Oh yeah, you'll get me stoned." <laughs> Um, but yeah, he taught me that put people on the river and you say a couple things. All right. Uh, no glass bottles. Uh, if you're too drunk to stay in the boat, you're too drunk. Uh, don't get too drunk and, uh, wear your, wear your flotation device. And here it comes. When we engage the rapids paddle and paddle away from the rocks. Right. And I said this so much that it's become like this mantra in life to me. Right, it's like, cause, cause, like, you know, people would hit the fucking rapids, right, and they'd like lift their paddle up, like, woo, and then crash right into a rock. And I'd see this oh, every single Saturday fuck. and Sunday, right. <laughs> so, it, like, this light bulb flashed on in my brain. I'm like, oh, this is just like life, you know. <laughs> it's like when when the when when it gets rough, paddle away from the rocks. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. And that sometimes that's all you have to do. Right. Yeah. So uh yeah, paddle paddle for the wave, paddle away from the rock away from the rock. Oh yeah. Uh informational uh uh uh, uh inspirational stoner talk. <laughs> so I'm I meant to comment on the uh fine ashing of the last joint. Was that a heavy sixteen grown product? That was excellent cannabis. Even with all those all that magic and supplements you got there. Right, it tasted great, flushed awesome. Um, <laughs> it's one of one of the big complaints I hear, or not complaints, but things people say is, uh, you know, if you put all that stuff in there, it just doesn't taste good, right? I only do this, and you know, um, but man, that's great, great, right? Yeah, it's all about that uh, finish. Yeah, totally. That really helps. Hundred percent organic flush. <laughs> mm. More technique. Well, flush. It's been an awesome, awesome episode here of The Real Dirt with both of you guys. I'm glad you guys made time in your busy, busy trip here to Colorado. 
Yeah, man. Thanks for having us out. Yeah. I appreciate the impromptu. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, man. It's been fun. Fun, fun. Good catching up with you. Yeah, man. So uh, everyone can download this and every episode of The Real Dirt on therealdirt.com or download The Real Dirt podcast at iTunes. This has been The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. Thanks again. This has been an incredible episode. I've known these guys for a long time, but we've never really been able to sit down and chat in an informal environment like the Real Dirt Studios. I'm so excited about their line, and I I can't wait to talk to more people about the biological inputs they put in their synthetic nutrient line and how it all kind of works together. This is a really fun episode for me, and I hope you guys enjoy it. You can download this episode and others at therealdirt.com or download it on iTunes, The Real Dirt Podcast. Thanks for listening. on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.